Welcome to Cast Dice, the podcast that explores the great big wild world of tabletop gaming that exists today. It has been said once or twice, mainly on this podcast, that we are in the middle of a gaming renaissance. There are just too many good games out there that we can spend our hobby time and hobby dollars on. It can lead to a serious case of not knowing what to play next. And I guess that's the purpose of this podcast. It's, it's to dig into the games that my guests and I enjoy playing, to industry events that are happening, and to talk to the people who create these wonderful games that we love to spend our time and money on. Now, one of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast are models. We talk about games, we talk about models, we talk about rules, we talk about settings. We dig into all of the aspects of gaming. Occasionally, we even talk about 3D printing, and we talk about terrain. We've talked to the wonderful guys down at Knights of Dice several times. But one important aspect of gaming we have never talked about. And this, we're going into, uh, what, past 100 episodes, plus all the other episodes of podcasts that I have ever recorded. I have literally never talked about this. And it is something that really does help put a frame on a gaming table. And that is the mat. Now, it used to be a long time ago that we would, you know, set out some books and maybe some mugs and a Pringles can out on the tabletop. Uh, and that being, you know, our parents' dining room table to play, you know, Warhammer or whatever else that we played back then. And that we could just imagine buildings and rolling hills. And that was how we played. We painted our models, but then we played and we had to use our imagination for the scenery. Then slowly over time, terrain and, and, and proper uh, mats, to, well, cloth to cover those tables or painted tables came into being. I, in fact, once spent days out at the Mall of America working for Games Workshop flocking tables, table after table after table by pouring paint on them, smoothing it out with a roller, and then pouring sawdust on top painting it again with spray, dry brushing it, and getting it ready for a massive tournament. We were mass producing tables. It was, a, it was a hurry. They weren't the best. But man, I remember standing on the second floor looking down on the atrium where all the games were set up. And those tables looked sweet from a distance. And I thought, man, just putting that little bit of effort made those tables sing. That was 20 years ago. Today, we have technology to make our tables look even better. And my guest today is one of the hot up-and-coming uh, game mat designers. Today, we are going to talk to Mac from Geek Villain Game Mats. My God, do they look good. And I can't wait to talk to him. Mac, welcome to Cast Dice. Brad, how are you doing? Hello, guys. Everyone all right? Loving it, man. It's uh, we're doing our best out here, you know, on the other side of the planet. You are, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what to say. You guys came out of nowhere. You, I mean, it's, I don't remember the first time I saw your mats, but I remember it was a little while back and I thought, wow, that looks good. And then your name starts appearing all over the place, including uh, when I was looking at the Warlord Games store, bam, all of a sudden, Warlord Games. The, the main company store is carrying your products. You got to be doing something right. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Well, I like to think we're doing something right. 
But yes, you're absolutely right. We did appear out of nowhere. Um, we only started trading um, less than 12, 12 months ago. Uh, but we did put a lot of work and preparation before we put our name forward, before we started the business. Um, so it was probably another 12 months before that when we sort of started preparing, thinking, trying to find designs, suitable um, fabric, um, a unit, you know, everything um, to get everything ready before we can actually launch the, the company itself. Man, that is cool. And it's great to see, especially during the era of COVID, when a lot of companies are struggling, it, it, it's really great to see someone who's got a great product, a small business that's that's doing really well. So hat, my hat's off to you, man. That That's awesome. Uh, before <laughs> we get into the, the company and the products, and clearly I'm excited, but let's talk a little bit about you. Where did you come from? Because one does not just start a, a, a boutique, beautiful game mat company out of nowhere. I'm assuming somewhere in there, you have a love of gaming yourself that led to you creating this. Um, tell us a little bit about your gaming history and how you came to start Geek Villain. So I've started gaming probably about uh, 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. When I was, I was probably about 13. Um, that was back in Poland where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few of my friends, we had a gay, gay, um, game called Warzone. Um, and that was a, a miniature game, 28 mm-hmm. scale. Um, and a few of my friends had a Warhammer Fantasy. Um, so obviously that's sort of my first start with um, wargaming. Um, unfortunately for us, it didn't go well and didn't go far, um, purely because of the pricing and the cost involved. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we never had enough money to buy the models and, and obviously carry on with the hobby. Um, but I was, that kind of never went away. Um, it was always there. I was always, um, trying to do some war gaming. And then when I came to England, uh, and I moved here, then obviously find out about the clubs and the stores and everything become a, a little bit more affordable um, and build a circle of friends around the gaming club. Um, and yeah, and been playing ever since. Um, normally, uh, usually I play the historical side mm-hmm. of tabletop wargaming. Um, I'm not um, a fan of fantasy um, and it's nothing against that. Um, it's just something that, you know, it's not for me, basically. Um, I prefer something that really happened um, or recreate something that really happened in, in the past. So you'll find me playing ancient warfare. You'll find me playing uh, black powder era. You'll find me um, playing world war two games mm-hmm. um, you know, to mention fewer like bolt action, chain of command, um, black powder, sharp practice, infamy, infamy, um, sort of a kind of a big titles uh, that are on the top of the list at the minute. So this is kind of a games I play at the minute. Nice. And how, how did those playing those games in particular sort of lead you down the path to creating these mats? Now, I know you said that you are part of a club. Um, is there a, a particular club in particular that you are a member of that you'd like to plug um, that maybe helped you on this journey? Or is this sort of a, a side project that sort of blew up into its own business? Um, initially, um, I was a member of the club. Um, this club, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore. The funding was stopped for it, um, mm. so it should a few a good few years back. Um, but luckily, um, I've made 
really good friends with few guys there. Um, and I recently about probably about um, summer last year, um, I've managed to fund my own club. So I run my own gaming club now um, in a in a local village where we build a community around war gaming. Mm-hmm. We meet up uh, once a week every Monday. Um, and we do everything war game and we have loads of different games and obviously historical where we play we have fantasy stuff you name it we play it and the variety of games is humongous the age range is from 11 to 65 i believe um so we really friendly bunch of people anyone can come in and play with us so we've kind of a um rebuild the club and uh, created a community um, where we all can meet and just have a good time playing war games that's awesome, man. Now, if people are around Leicestershire, which is where you are, what's the name of the club so they can look you up? It is Geek Villain Gaming Club. So oh, we is kept it? it? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kept it with a business. So um, business is supporting the, the club as well, obviously, with the, um, with the gaming mats and things like that. But instead of creating something completely different, we um, I've decided, well, not me, just all of us that funding um, started the club, we decided it would be a good idea to call the club um, as the name and this massive shout to my very good friend Paul McGlennon um, who was supporting me with the club and without him I don't think it would be possible because he was the one to give that sort of encouragement on the way when I had a doubt fighting with the council um, and local government for the funding Paul was the one to say no keep going you know this is our plan this is our idea we wanted the club we have to sort of have to have it it needs to happen so yeah massive thanks to Paul eh? when you're listening mate I'm there thinking about your brother <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, I mean, clearly, if you look at the Geek Villain website and you look at the mats that are available, you have, I believe, 29 mats currently available. And of those, if you just look at the names, Sicily, the Grassy Hill, some of those are tied to particular games, but you have Cobblestone uh, City, you have Jungle, you have... um, you know, a blown up Middle Eastern uh, urban map. You have the the LL Main map. You have the Summer Fields. These seem to tie very specifically to almost all the games you just mentioned. But then you go beyond that to have the Blue Sea. Winter is coming. Uh, but you also have sci-fi cities. You have Mars. There's all kinds of different designs of your mats that, that tie to a huge number of gaming systems. Now, I have noticed, though, that you sell game mats in a particular size. You do like the traditional 4x6, but when I say that, that isn't exactly true, is it? Because of the material you use, your mats are actually bigger than 4x6 because you can put things under them. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so the mat um, design of the mat um, is always to be six by four. Right. Um, so that's the that's the that's the minimum that the mat should have um, mm-hmm. when it arrives to you. Normally, is is bigger, um, but all the mats are handmade. Believe it or not, um, we've got a team of guys doing it, um, so every single product is handmade. Awesome. Um, there is no machinery. There is no technology in terms of doing uh, the product itself. Well, there is a little bit, uh, but I'll talk about it later. But the actual mm. Uh, the sizing is all done by hand. Um, so the, the sizes might vary a little bit. And obviously, as we all know, the humans are not perfect. And, you know, everyone, mm-hmm. you can never have exactly the same size. Um, but yes, the mats are designed to be a little bit bigger. Um, at the minute, I think it's about 6.3 by 4.4. 4. 
-hmm. if I'm correct at the minute, with food, so that's sort of a standard size, the mats coming out at the minute. The reason for that is um, we used a soft fleece type of fabric, um, which is a little bit different to your usual cloth or your usual neoprene or rubber or any other heavy fabric um, mm. material used currently for creating the gaming mats. The reason for that is um, you can create what's called undulated terrain. So we can place things underneath the mat to create those hills, uh, create trenches, create sets of bocage if you want to play Normandy. Um, so all of that can be done with simple things like books, T-shirts, believe it or not, we've done a little tutorial on the website. It's on our Facebook page, so if you're interested, you can have a look there. And also it's on our page, website, front home page. If you scroll to the bottom, there's a little sort of a tutorial uh, where we rolled a normal standard T-shirt. There's nothing fancy about it. Um, we And we create a set of bocage and created a terrain, sort of a looking Normandy look, uh, outskirts of a village. And we took a pictures of the mat as is lying flat on the table. And then obviously with those t-shirts, a little bit of a trick there, and the difference is quite big. Um, but yes, I won't talk about it anymore because obviously the pictures will tell a little bit more than me exactly. trying to explain everything. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Well, there's another great side effect of that, of the material that you use. Now, uh, I do have quite a few gaming mats. I have, uh, I have quite a few mouse pad mats, the neoprene ones. Um, I have... Uh, tons of cloth mats. Now, for me, I spend a lot of time living in city apartments. And so for me, storage is always a premium. And so most of my gaming mats are cloth mats that I can fold up that take up about the size of a T-shirt or a jacket that I can fold and put in a cupboard. Uh, and I can just have a stack of mats. Now, the problem is when I do that and I then roll it out, I have creases and I have a lot of creases on a lot of gaming mats. And when I'm, when I'm trying to record YouTube videos or trying to get some nice smooth uh, mats for some pictures, I, I often, often have to pull out uh, an iron to get it flat again, but not with yours. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about your mats. The material doesn't crease the way that traditional cloth does, does it? No, absolutely not. Um, and as you mentioned, um, our mats, they can be easily fold um, to the size a little bit bigger than A4 paper. That's what it, when that's where they arrived. When you purchase it from us, they arrived in a Ziploc pack um, folded nicely. Um, yes, they take a very little space. And when you take them out from the back, um, you can just chuck them on the table, um, flatten them out with your hand, and there will be a minimum amount of creases. They always could be a crease somewhere right. um if you, can, if you can imagine that the mat will travel across the world if it comes to you guys um it will be chucked around um by a post postal service so there could be something but you can literally flatten it out with a hand there's no need for the iron put them on a the table uh, move your um run your hand across the the crease few times and i'll be done and dusted you don't need the iron anything like it um very very easily to get rid of the creases now, I have seen a Beast of War video, I believe, where they review your mats, and they pulled one, literally, had never been taken out of its bag. It was the A4 size, and he shook it out, put it on the tabletop, and it was glass smooth. And I just went, yes, yes. And that's when I got excited, because it had never been opened. It was just laid out, and it was great. Now, of course, you know, 
The post office gorillas do step on things occasionally, and that's just a nod to the old commercial for those who are old enough to remember it, not to actually say that postal workers are gorillas. In today's day and age, they're saints. I love you guys. Just hear me own that. But it is uh, a rare day when I get a package that doesn't look like it's been kicked. And so to have a mat come out like that, fresh from the post, is pretty special. And uh, the guy did in that video did talk about how light it is as well. Now, my, my mat collection weighs quite a bit, even though it's just cloth. So to see a mat that is made of that, that's durable and is light, is pretty exciting. So, yeah, I think you found uh, a, a happy medium in there. Yes, the, the mat itself weighs between 750 to 800 grams. Um, I don't know what that is in Imperial because um, I'm very bad with that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's 750 to 800 grams per mat. So they are lightweight. They don't take space or very minimum space. Um, and you can literally, the, the idea behind the design was to use a fabric um, where you can have your backpack with all of your minis, all of your terrain and anything else you need to go to your club and play the game. And you can chuck the gaming mat at the bottom of your backpack, load up everything else you need, go to the club, come out, pull everything out, pull the gaming mat out, put it on a table, and it's crisp, clean, straight, no creases, nothing, so you can just play and enjoy the game instead of trying to fix the problem before the game even started. Yeah, man, that is awesome. Oh, love it. And that's, that's such a great uh, design philosophy, clearly from someone who's been there and done that himself. Yeah, I must say that years of wargaming and years of experience of doing things and playing on various different gaming mats, various different places across the globe, uh, yes, definitely helped. Because um, obviously, us, it's not just owning the company or making the product. Um, and as I said to everybody, um, uh, whenever people ask me, I don't look at the product as a maker. I look at the product as a gamer. Yeah. Um, so every time we think about the design, we order new design or we design stuff in-house. Um, so the question always is, would I play on this? Definitely. If the answer is yes, then we can carry on starting doing test prints, make sure the quality is there. Um, if I say no, then obviously if, if I don't like it, I don't think people would like it. Um, that, that's purely, that's, that's the way I look at it. It's more of a personal um, thing than the commercial thing. And um, when it comes to comes to choosing the designs and the product, um, yeah, it's it's all about wargaming. You know, it's, I think it's a great hobby. You need to keep it going, especially in the era of uh, digital games and yeah. PlayStations and things like that. Um, you know, this is something that we we definitely have to keep going. Um, so yeah, we do everything we can to support it and yeah, make it the best. Well, Mac, let's let's ask then. Let me ask you, where did it start? I mean, clearly you say that these are mats for gamers, by gamers, clearly. Um, what was your first one? Did you start with ye old grassy plain or did you, where, where, where did you begin as the geek villain company, your brand? What was your first product? So the first product was the original six, as I like to call them. Mm. Um, and that was a grass, um, grass, rocky grass, sea, um, Mars, deserts and snow but that yeah that was the very first first ones and there were quite versatile designs that could be used for any game um 
any era, um, any theme, whichever you wanted to do, there will be a mat for you. And we started very, very small. Um, we started the first time I went, um, and I'll tell you about it a little bit more in a, in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, the first batch we ever printed was 50 mats. That's all we've done. So there was less than 10 per design um, that we printed first time. And I've never, ever in my life expected that this is going to go so big. Mm-hmm. We literally sold out within seven days. <laughs> and we opened the store, and within seven days, we sold the first 50 months. Um, and I'm talking about no advertisement, nothing, because we didn't. We literally just started the website. Um, we then started the Facebook page, um, Instagram, Twitter, and I was a little bit of marketing going on, and more of like, you know, chatting to people and trying to get people to like your page, to build the audience and all of that. And within the seven days, it was gone. <laughs> Amazing. And I was even prepared to make any more because i'd never expected this to happen um but yeah you just it went completely mad um luckily for me um my other half her family is in a printing trade mm-hmm. so they do a lot of stuff when it comes to textile and, and the fashion and things like that mm-hmm. um do stuff for the big 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 companies um so i i could rely on their expertise when it comes to manufacturing side and using my expertise as a war gamer uh, we sort of a blended two together and gig villain started that's um that's how it is the funny bit is the name um the name is given by my other half um because she always called me a gig villain because she knows i'm a she knows i'm a gig mm-hmm. um a lot of history so she always tell me that i'm doing geeky stuff and uh, at the time I, i'm a little Naughty, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and I do speak, so she calls me a villain at the times. Yeah, and then she said, oh, "Well, like, why not call it a gig villain? Because this is you. This is your business. It's all about what you want to do, what you want to achieve, how you want to drive this, mm-hmm. um, the product from design to the end. So why not call it something that I call you?" And I was like, "You know what? Why not? Let's just call it a gig villain. I think it was. It sounds good. It sounds nice. It gets that you know. It catches people's attention because always like." Oh, Geek Villain, what's that all about? And you've got that res- initial response. Um, so, yeah, this is basically in two minutes of your time, I gave you the history of Geek Villain. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. I love that it's you've got your fingerprint smack dab in the middle of it, just in the name itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, let's let's talk about how you expanded from there, because was it just a matter of you kept the original six going and then slowly added to it? Or did you sort of figure, oh, maybe this is bigger than I originally thought? Uh, how do how did you go from just that first 50 mats to where you are now? Yes, that is, you know what? As I said, I never ever expected this to happen. It was a lot bigger. That I, yeah, I just, I just couldn't believe it. What happened? Um, so obviously, we managed to um, get slot in um, in the factory because then I wasn't using my place. Um, I was using somebody else's because obviously we just wanted to see how the, everything goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're using somebody else's place where we are printing um, the mats. We ordered some more. Um, and we're slowly, slowly starting to expand um, and get get down the market. And again, there's another person um, who I really would like to thank for a massive, massive amount of help. Um, and that guy is Nick 
from North Star Miniatures in Nottingham. Mm -hmm. Nick, thank you very much for your help. Um, you've done a lot for us. Um, Nick helped from the business perspective, helped to promote the stuff. Um, he got in touch with guys from um, War Games Illustrator um, that done our very first like official public review of our gaming mats. Um, Nick helped us out. He was the first one to stock our mats in his store. He believed in the product. He believed in me. Um, I knew Nick a little bit uh, before we started because we wargamed before um, and I was a customer of his going to his store to buy products. Um, so yeah, Nick believed in the product. He believed in me. It gave me a chance, an opportunity to show. Um, and yes, we started from there. And we slowly started to expand. There was more interest for customers. Um, there was emails coming in, messages on the website. He just went mad and people start asking for different designs. Can you do this? Can we have this? And we just start adding and adding and adding more. And, and then obviously the database of our designs is now um, massive. We, over, we offer over 20 designs um, to, to customers from anything from grass, sand, desert, city, mm. um, jungle, sea. You know, we, we pr we're trying to cover almost anything and everything that Wargamer would want or need yeah. on his table. I'm always blown away looking at the North Star website at what you can find. There's so many great toy soldiers on there. But it, I believe, actually, now that you mention it, that was the first time I saw your mats was on that website and went, ah, oh, now this is not something I usually see on here. Uh, and, yeah, there you go. He, I mean, Nick is really a superstar, isn't he? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolute legend. Um, yeah, I've got lots of time for Nick. And, you know, yeah, he's just superb. And, yeah, I was a customer of his way before I started a business. I was going to get some minis. Um, very friendly guy. Um, same as his team. It's just obviously not just Nick that is there. Um, there's a whole bunch right. of guys there. Um, massive knowledge about stuff. Um, always happy to have a chat with you. Um, if you need to find something, always happy to advise. It is probably one of the one of the best places to go and buy your minis from, and the variety of products are there is just absolutely impressive. It's mind blowing. It, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're a bolt action player, which we both are. <laughs> now, Mac. I, I don't want to dig too far because I know that you've got some trade secrets up your sleeve there, but I do want to talk a little bit about the resolution of your mats because it's pretty awesome. Um, what can you tell us about both the resolution and and how you go about getting you know that great finish on your mats? Okay, so we use a technology that's a little bit different, I think, to everybody else um, on the market. Obviously, I can't set it for 100%, right? Because I don't 100% know. All I can say is by seeing all the products. Um, we print at this moment in time in 1,200 DPI, which is quite high resolution. Um, if you guys know or don't, I'm just quickly going to explain what it is. 1,200 DPI, that means digital pixel per inch. Um, so you can imagine a square inch. Mm -hmm. And in that square inch, you go 1,200 smaller squares to build the image. Wow. Um, that sounds – now, I'm a layman here, but that sounds really impressive. That, that, that's what gives you the, the equality of the actual print. Um, 
So at the same time, the image will be sharp, so the lines will be really sharp, but whatever there are shadows, it will be nice and smooth, it will blend in. Because mm -hmm. um, imagine if you got 300 dpi, then you only have 300 of those squares per right. inch. So the square, squares are bigger to cover the inch, and, and the quality is um, worse, basically. So we we what we use is um, is a bit of a different technology, as I said, and obviously um, we can't or I can't really say um, how this is exactly done, right. um, purely because of the competition and people trying to copy the products that we have. Right. Um, but we pre-treat our fabric, so we use different kind of chemicals to um, to achieve that. Um, we then uh, print um, the, the mats in a very high resolution. We had two. We have no. Sorry, not had. We have two designers. Um, one one is designing um, stuff from outside. So it's a, a gentleman that we use, and um, a few other people use them as well. Uh, and I using him is is fantastic. His work is really really good. Um, and we've got someone um, in house that works for us. And a new designer is this at the minute. His designs are in 1800 DPI. So the design is actually a lot higher than what we print in at the minute because we are thinking about improving the quality even more as to what we do. But scaling the image from 18 to 1200, um, you'll get even better um, better resolution. So, um, yeah, that's basically, um, I know it's very vague and I know it's all over the place, but I'm, for, I'm just trying to think no, on the yeah. go what I can say and what I can't say. Um, and the main thing is... Um, I've had a chat yesterday with Tim Spakowski from Futsal uh, North America, mm -hmm. and I recorded a, a short video yesterday because Tim was chatting with me about the mats. Um, and there was a quite good point that Tim made, um, and I'm, obviously I would explain what happened. Um, mm. What you see on our website um, in terms of the image is what you get on the print. Um, sometimes um, companies use an uh, actual digital design and that is loaded up on um, the website mm -hmm. and that looks nice, crisp, clean. There is no issue with that. And obviously when you receive the product, the product is nice and clean, um, but the quality not, is not always the same as the image. Exactly. In the printing our... process, there's the degradation. But with yours, you're saying that you actually, what you see on the website is what you get in person. Exactly that. There is no loss of quality um, from the design on a website. It's guaranteed that you will get the same quality on our fabric. Um, it's quite funny because um, Tim mentioned that yesterday as well, um, that he received um, a Middle East mat, which was created for, um, well, well, with a collaboration with Tim, because Tim um, approached me, asked if I can create some new designs um, for more all over America um, orientated warfare, so like Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, um, something, you know, so the American folk can play and obviously got lots of interest in. Um, so we created a Middle East mat that was done by our new designer. Um, and on this mat, um, in between the rubbles of the destroyed buildings, there is a blue water container. That's all blended in into the mat. When Tim opened the mat, he was trying to flick it because he thought it's a bit of a foam that stuck into the mat. <laughs> this is the kind of details we're talking about. Then awesome. There is, a, there is a review of, of our jungle mat, Pacific Jungle. Again, that was um, sort of a created with the idea um, with Tim um, 
again for the Vietnam warfare mm-hmm. and Pacific warfare um in you know US Japan war or US have got um US Vietnam um they printed sort of a uh, plants on the mat look so real the people could not believe this is just a print this is not something on it and there is a youtube video and i need to find it because i've seen it somewhere and then uh, i meant to post the link to it on our page um from the chap that done it and he's saying that he could not believe he was thinking that something is actually stuck on the mat it's not printed yeah this is the detail we're talking about now with with our product that's awesome, man. That is awesome. And I've seen uh, in preparation for this, because I have yet to actually hold one of your mats in person, uh, I, you know, it's always nervous, a little nervous when you have someone on, you're like, it looks great, but is it actually that great? And then I talked to some friends at Warlord Games who have had your mats in their hand. Travis at Tabletop CP, who's done a review video, uh, his reaction was, I opened it, I ordered two more. And that said it all for me. And he gave me, uh, you know, we, we talked about it for a little bit about, you know, the quality. And as you say, it's astonishing. So, yeah, I'm though I have not held it in my hand. I hear a couple of people in the background saying, well, if you haven't seen it, how do you know? Because I've talked to people who I trust and I've seen them open it and manipulate it. And it's amazing. So, yes. Now, am I correct that your mats are slightly a matte versus a glossy finish. They're more matte than glossy. Yes. Um, they are a matte finish. Um, when the matte is finished being manufactured, um, it might have a little bit of a glossy film on it. Um, so when people receive them, we had messages from customers saying, oh, Mark, you said the matte, the matte will be matte. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah, matte. it does. Um, but yes, all you have to do, um, normally when when they are out in the fresh air, the glossiness will just disappear. And that's obviously, again, stuff we use and stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if we are packing those masks very quick and put them in the bags and send them to you guys, um, sometimes you might have that little bit of a gloss finish on them. All you need to do is just leave them out and that would just disappear. Just give them some fresh air and I would go, it's not toxic, it's nothing like it because I know people start thinking, oh, what is this all about? Right, it's right. just a sort of a coating that is after the manufacturing process that stays there um, because the, the the pressure and, oh, anyway, the yeah, lots of exactly. other things that, yeah. um, that just creates that, but that, that would just go with the fresh air um, or just chuck them into the washing machine and that's another good thing about those mats because I know some people are, especially now with the coronavirus mm-hmm. and obviously all the problem with um with the virus itself uh, you know and as you're buying the clothes and you don't want to wear it or you don't want to touch it after it comes from factory which is mm-hmm. a fair play um all you need to do is just chuck them into the washing machine put a wash on 30 degrees put your normal detergent that you would use with the uh, color stuff so if you um you know washing your t-shirts and, and and things like that a bit of a washing powder you can put you can put a soft into this as well um give a, a little bit of a fluff to it, a wash them on 30 degrees on normal, normal cycle, and then just don't spin them on, don't dry them inside, just hang them outside, and they will dry nicely, and it's nice and fresh mat for you, and um, that will get rid of that um, 
that sort of a coating of film that you can sometimes you can see or if there is any dirt on the mat itself when it arrives from the factory because sometimes they, they will have some marks at the back mm-hmm. um obviously that's you know that just un- unavoidable in the yeah. Yeah, environment mm-hmm. yeah uh, but yes you can easily wash them as well um, which is another i think a good point um to the product itself Absolutely. I was going to say the number of times I have been at a tournament or have been in, uh, you know, some a big gaming day or just been at a, a weekly club and seen someone, you know, put down a Coke can on, uh, you know, on, or a beer bottle or whatever else on a game table and then pick it up. And they've ringed the table, as we used to say at a club I went to. And, the, you know, the table would have the ring from the bottom of the glass or the bottom of the bottle. And it's super annoying. And you go, man, this is a painted table. I painted this table. You know, that's not cool. Or, you know, you watch people get really upset about it. Um, And you say, you know, use coasters, use whatever else. But accidents happen, right? And that is fantastic. You can't wash a lot of game mats. I love that you can wash yours. Uh, It just means that if those accidents happen, it's not the end of the world. Throw it in the machine. You're done. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. As simple as that. Well, Mac, I have been following you on Facebook for a while now, and I saw that you have a new mat that's about to come out, um, the Streets of Rome. Now, by the time this goes to air, it should be hitting your store shelves. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the more recent mats that you guys have put out that people maybe haven't seen. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about the Streets of Rome. And if you're able, maybe give us a little hint about what's coming down the pipe, because... Man, I'm excited. I want to see what's coming. So, yes, Streets of Rome. This um, has been approved by myself. It has been tested, print-tested and print-tested and all over again, over 20 times probably, before I was happy with the final design. Um, Yes, this is coming out. Um, Again, we introduced um, a cobblestone uh, mat probably a month ago or Mm -hmm. maybe two months ago, and that was really grey. Um, and I had lots of customers asking about what about something more ancient where it's more beigey, sandy color, like to obviously to represent an ancient drum. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. If you guys want this, we're going to make it. There's no issue with that. Um, so we, we've created this design. Um, this is like a cobblestone um, made out of a, you know, a, a stones with a more of a sandy background to it mm-hmm. um, with a bit of a damaged surface. Um, just to make it look more like a Rome was. Um, nothing was very neat back in the day. Right. Um, there was a damages to it. So, yes, this is a mat coming. Um, it should be with us in the next probably three weeks. So we're talking about mid, uh, probably October time. Um, so this mat should be um, on the website. It's already on the website. Um, is showing us sold out, so you can't um, purchase it yet, but you can have a look there. There's uh, images I ran the images from um, from the designer, and there is a two images um, that I took with my phone, um, just so you can see the close up of the actual print, the quality of it. I was done. Nice. Um, what else is coming? Um, there is two more designs coming very soon. Um, one is for the desert, so the desert warfare. Um, we have one desert at the minute in, in in offer, but we thought we're gonna expand it a little bit more to offer something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably see some pictures later today obviously today mean when we're recording it um so you'll be able to see on a facebook a little bit of a pictures and show the quality of uh, what we're working on and the third one is a snow Ooh, i a love snow- a snowboard yes tell me more 
snow mat is coming um, in a couple of weeks. Um, we're still waiting for the design. The guy is working really hard, bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've got a little bit of a different idea behind the snow. There's not a lot more I can say at a minute, um, but it will be a bit different to the normal snow that you can see. It won't be, um, yeah, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably leave it like that. Um, and the reason is I can't tell you anything else because um, I haven't seen the design yet. I gave him all of my ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've explained what I want to see as the end product, um, what it should have and shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't seen the design yet. Um, he doesn't show me anything when he does stuff because he's getting annoyed because I will go there and say, no, I don't like this, I don't like that. And then we end up in a conversation, yeah, but he's not ready yet. And you, you, you know how it goes. Oh, yeah. um, so he doesn't show me anything when he's um, at the stage of uh, ready. Um, so yes, but anyway, so we've got um, a Streets of Rome coming. Um, that's already been announced. Um, it's on the website. We've got a new desert mat coming. Um, we're still thinking about a name. Um, so if you guys want to email us before the, the, the mat is announced, uh, feel free to do so, and maybe mm-hmm. you can even run a quick competition. Whoever send us the new name of the of the design, and we pick that name, you will get that new desert mat absolutely free of charge Ooh. wherever you are in the world. We cover the postage cost, we cover the mat cost, all for free for you. If you if your design, if your name of design, will be picked by us, um, and you know what, let's do the same with the snow. Let's do the same with the snow, because snow is going to take some time. So we do two competitions. So what, all I want you guys is to give us the name of two of the mats, of the new designs for snow and for desert. And we will pick them. We ship them absolutely free, no matter where you are in the world, and no cost for the mat. So absolutely free mat for you of brand new designs. Man, that is so cool. I'm I'm going to be voting because I would love either one of those. That sounds great, man. Um, now, I do want to bring up, that reminds me. Uh, when I was looking at your website, I was pleasantly surprised by your shipping costs. Uh, I, living in Australia, um, usually we have to pay our eye teeth to get anything shipped down here. But you have a flat, I think it's, is it five pounds to get it shipped yeah. all the way down here? That's amazing. Uh, and I think that has to do with the size and the weight of your mats. They're just light. They're easy to ship, right? There is that. Um the cost we're trying to co- keep keep the cost as low as possible yeah. um again just for you guys um i know if, you know people do charge extra we don't we literally charge what it is or even sometimes we charge you less than what it is and we cover the rest um just to get it on the other side of the pond yeah. um australia and new zealand yes yeah, if flat rate is five pounds that's per one mat um when you get when you order more mats um we're trying to introduce um, a UPS now. Um, we work with UPS quite close at the minute. We That's the guys we use to ship our product. Um, reliable, fast, quick, um, and tracked. So you, can, you know exactly where the products are. Because um, I know the, the only downside of it is, um, and, and, and you know, I know people, some people get um, no annoyed but impatient about spending money with us and waiting for the product. Mm-hmm. That Royal Mail um, takes forever. Uh, and I mean, especially now with a COVID time, uh, with a quarantine, because I know Australian um, border agency, New Zealand mm-hmm. border agency, they're extra cautious, extra careful, and fair play to them. Exactly. I totally understand that. Uh, you know, you don't want any product with potentially something that's on the back, um, so they put it in quarantine, so it takes even longer um, than usual. That's why we're trying to speak with UPS. Uh, UPS got different um, way of shipping products, 
um, is a lot quicker, so it gets to you a lot quicker. So even if it's quarantine, um, you still we're still talking about probably two weeks door to door, where at the minute Royal Mail can take up to eight to nine weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's massive um, decrease in wait time. Um, but then that will be an option on a website where, as I said, you know, we're trying to get it sorted with them um, and that will be an, an option. So you can still choose that option of five pounds or if you go for UPS, then obviously the cost bill will be on a customer side. Uh, we won't be covering the cost for that um, because that would, would be classes and, you know, extra uh, extra sort of a service. Exactly. Um, but the option will be there. Um, so we want to give customers the option and obviously, you know, you guys can choose if you want your mat really quick because you've got a gaming event coming soon or is a late, um, a birthday gift. That's normally what I do by the better gift for my friends mm-hmm. um, on the day or the day before. <laughs> yep. Um, and I'm hoping my missus won't listen to it because she will know what I'll do. Um, anyway, um, yes. yeah, you know, if that's the case, obviously, um, then you can u- use the UPS, um, um, just to get it quicker to you. But if you're happy to wait then obviously the Royal Mile option will be there. Um, and yeah, it is five pounds. It's five pounds to um, Australia and New Zealand. It's free in UK, in Europe, and US at the minute. Um, the charges are changing, and they, well, they actually change. So obviously, we have to we had to adapt to the new pricing. Yeah. Um, but there is a good news coming up. We are opening a gigvillanusa.com website. So we will have a direct reseller in America. So our product will go to States Amazing. and um, guys in America will be able to buy it directly from them. And that person is Tim Spakowski. Hey. Foodzone America. Tim will be running our page in States. We all know Tim. Um, trusted guy. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows mm-hmm. everything inside out Wargaming. So Tim will be in charge of the US side of the business. Nice. Um, the website is being built as we speak. Um, so within the next probably couple of weeks, you should be able to get on a website. And if you all want to order our products, um, and that will be a lot more than just a gaming mats. Um, and I'll mention that in a second. Um, you can go to Tim because Tim would have everything there. Um, Tim will obviously um, be able to help. And the massive difference in that is, is just a cost for you guys. This is the main thing is, I think as a war gamer, um, I don't want to spend money on shipping costs. Um, because instead of that, I can buy something else. I can buy more models. I can buy more paints, glue, exactly. terrain, anything else you want. But why would you give all that money to the postal service if you don't have to? Exactly. Um, so for US customers, um, the shipping will be cheaper and will be a lot quicker because it will be domestic service. Um, I think it will be even quicker for the guys from Australia and New Zealand because um, I know the connection between US and New Zealand is a lot better than between US, um, Europe and New Zealand, mm-hmm. so that could be quick. Obviously, we have to test that. Um, so probably I might even ask you to buy one mat one day, uh, Brad. So from Team and see, tell us mm-hmm. how quickly you went. Give us a feedback. Um, how quick the service is. Um, but yes, Team 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 is doing that. So there's another um, sort of something we got in the pipeline. Um, the Geek Villain uh, USA dot com. Uh, check it out. Um, speak with Team, um, who is on Foodson of America. Mm-hmm. He runs this. Is uh, on a Facebook. You can have a chat with Tim. Um, he'll be able to answer all the questions in terms of time and time frame when it will still be open. Um, the other thing we've got at the minute, um, we launch, we're launching a couple of new products. Um, mm, do tell. One of them will be um, T-shirts. Um, so we're starting printing T-shirts. Massive, massive thanks to Pete Barfield, my very good friend, 
who is an illustrator. He's done loads of illustrations for very British Civil War. Um, again, another historical game. Um, 1938, um, domestic war in England. A bit of a fantasy mix with a history. Fantastic gaming system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely superb. Um, Pitt is um, an illustrator, and he gave us the license um, to use um, his images, and he is designing some more for us. We're going to be working very close with Pete in terms of that. Um, so the first range of exclusive T-shirts, limited editions, will be coming out very soon, cool. um, as soon as we get some more time. There is a post on Facebook, so you can have a look yourself um, and all of you guys about the new T-shirts that we've got now. We test printing it. We are probably going to be printing them in full sizes um, beginning of October, I believe. That's the, the time when we've got the slot on the machines to do so. Um, so we'll be printing some T-shirts. Um, then we'll be adding some more for very British Civil War. Um, the range, because I think there's about six um, factions there. So we will have all of those um, in stock for every different ones. But then again, with that, Pete, will, Pete said that he will go a, 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 a step further and he will try to design something more historical as well. So he won't be tied up tied up to a specific game. Um it will be things like um, ancient warfare, World War Two, Vietnam, black, um, black powder, nice. you know, black, uh, you know, black powder. So we have a T-shirts um, for different things. Um, yeah, so that's that's one of the things. And if people um, want to see that, hold on, you did say it was a post. That's on the Geek Villain Facebook page. Yes, it is on a Geek Villain um, Facebook page. It has been shared there. Um, if you let me just quickly have a look, because I can never remember Pete's full. Um, Facebook page because he's got his. I don't want to give his Facebook obviously his normal one, but um, right. Pete, there we go. Pete Barfield, illustrator on that's Pete's um page on Facebook. And if you go on that and follow Pete, um, you'll be able to see that his one of his latest posts is about a t shirt that we've created. Um, with his designs and then I don't, I'm not sure yet which designs we're going to be using because that hasn't been confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, going to be um, some of those. And Pete is fantastic when it comes to doing war game illustrations. Just create... like cricket, but with guns. Love it. That's, that's the one. 1938, a very British civil war, just like cricket, but with guns. Um, that's, the, that's the first t-shirt that's been approved. Um, and also Pete creates um, a flags and banners for all sorts of um, armies and, 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 and eras from Asians to black powder and th- things like that. So um, have a look at Pete's, what Pete's do. Um, he really does some amazing stuff. He's, he is amazing with all of his artistic stuff. He's really, really good. Yeah, I'm flipping through his work right now and it looks great. Yeah, man. Cool. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to say something else. I, I, I did not want to take, uh, I don't want to stop you from sharing other juicy tidbits. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, there is a bit of a 3D um, stuff going ahead with us at the minute. Ooh. We've got um, two guys that are currently working on um, 3D printers with us, and, and we'll be introducing some... Um, little bits and bobs and let's leave it like that for the time being okay or okay. um, for stuff but it's exciting because we 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 again we listen to people we um we've we've asked questions um about what people would like to see and we'll be introducing our own range of certain stuff um to go with the mats um 
so it will be terrain stuff. Um, I can tell you that's much, and there will be uh, there will be a line of minis as well, um, and I will be launched quite well before Christmas. We should have um, a line of our own minis coming out before Christmas. Brilliant. Um, there will be there won't be hours in terms of the the, the design. The, um, we've got a designer who does or we purchase the license for them, uh, and we allow to uh, print and sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are the minute we're chatting with the designer. Once we know what the quality of everything is, uh, we're chatting with him about doing an exclusive line of miniatures for us, and we're probably going to start with some historical stuff. But that's way ahead of the game. We're, we're right. talking, you know, we're still sort of a, a, a months months before anything happens with that. Um, and then we've got some other um, products that have coming quite soon mm. um, before Christmas. That's in terms of. Um, gaming mats and and we're thinking about changing some bits and bobs maybe doing double-sided mats but i've never said that you never heard this <laughs> i didn't hear and it nope nope nothing to no, see here no, can't now mm-hmm. yes we 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 kind of found a way around the bleeding um issue mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys know so obviously um just a quick one so if you if you print um, on one side, um, and then you, uh, as your page, if you, even though you print it, if you print heavily on one page, on one side of a page, and you put the same page back in the printer and you print again uh, something a lot lighter, you'll be able to see yeah. uh, uh, the ink from the other side on the, the other side. Does that make sense? It you know, does, so yeah. you, um, we found a way uh, with the technology we use, and obviously the pre-treatment processes and stuff like that, um, that we can sort of avoid it a little bit. Um, we very close to doing some beta tests, um, probably this month, maybe, maybe, nice. maybe. Um, um, but yes, um, bear with us because I know loads of loads of people asking about double sided mats. Right. We know you want them, guys. We really do. We're really trying, um, to do it as as quick and you know as as quick as possible, basically. But then again, we we will never compromise on the quality. I will never ever ever allow any product to leave the the warehouse to go to the customer if I'm not happy with it. And I'd rather wait um, and I'd rather say sorry, guys. You know, it's not going to happen before Christmas. Then send something that is not good. Right. Um. At the minute, the chances are that might happen before Christmas. Double side mats might be out before Christmas. But again, I never said that. Exactly. We didn't hear it. Not yet. <laughs> right on. Well, Mac, I mean, that all of this has been super exciting. And I, I'm, I've been uh, putting together a big Warlord order, and I was going to sneak one of your mats in there. But uh, $5 postage, man. Oh, sorry, five pounds postage. Might just have to order one direct from you because uh, I do have a pile of bolt action Vietnam models that need a mat to play on. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm I'm so excited about your mats, Mac. Let me say that again. Um, I'm I thank you again for coming on. It's it's always been one of those things that I've kind of wanted to talk about our gaming mats, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out of your busy schedule. I know you guys are slammed at the moment getting everything out, but um, it's just been really cool to hear about the process and to hear about the great products and the growth of your business, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's It's been great. No, no, Brad, thank you very, very much for having me. Um, I'm really happy to have a chat with you about this. Um and then yes, if there is any questions from uh, from your listeners, um, you know they want anything, just you know just follow us on Facebook or speak with Brad. 
ask him questions, um, he can forward it to me and I would answer mm-hmm. them as soon as possible. There is no issue with that. We're very approachable. Um, we think that this is the main thing. This is the product for you guys. This is a product for war gamers. So talk to us. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you want different. Um, and then we, we will listen to this and we, we will adapt. There is no issue with it whatsoever. Exactly. And uh, just to segue off of what Mac just said, uh, guys, if you have any questions or anything you would like to say to me directly, if you go to Facebook and you search up Cast Dice, C-A-S-T-D-I-C-E, you can message that page. Uh, You're guaranteed a response by me. My name is Brad. Hi. Uh, I'm the only one who answers that page, and you always get a response if you message it. Now, I have had a huge number of people asking since the the drop of the trailer for the return of the ghost army podcast um the bolt action alliance put out its 2020 uh bolt action mission pack which is of course the uh the redo the the touching up um the modified original 2016 pack with two new missions um and the old missions uh have gone through with your faqs uh, the people who used it and played all of your feedback um incorporated into them guys I've been inundated with when is the gap? When is the ghost army coming back? Um, Is there going to be more bolt action Alliance content coming? Where is the ghost army podcast going to be posted? Well, when WWPD shut down, uh, I knew about six months beforehand that it was happening, um, which is when I stopped doing the LRDG2. I took a break, and then I came back with Cast Ice. And we've been going almost weekly since then, a couple years later. The Ghost Army jumped over with me when Cast Dice was created, and they did, I believe, three episodes at the beginning of this run. So two years ago, there were several episodes on this network. Um, the Ghost Army will continue on this network. And uh, if you are listening to this on the week of uh, September 16th, 17th, 18th, that neck of the woods, next week, the Ghost Army returns. So guys, look forward to that. I have had a couple people asking, when is the Warlord cast going to be doing more bolt action? Soon? You heard me uh, talk about it on the most recent Snafu podcast. Uh, It is coming like Christmas in the next couple of days, uh, probably about the same time as the new Ghost Army introduction episode. So guys, stay tuned. Lots of great content coming from the the Cast Dice Podcast Network. I have had a couple people say, why have you stopped doing your G.I. Joe videos? Um, You know, my G.I. Joe scaled bolt action army. Uh, sorry, my bolt action scale G.I. Joe Army, the other way around. Um, I am currently moving house. And so recording podcasts, teaching online, and moving house during COVID era where no one's allowed to help you is kind of taking up my whole life. Um, there will be more videos coming soon, um, but only after the move is finished. Guys, I think that's enough for me. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And to all of you that have reached out recently, especially those people who said they listened to episode 100 where I was interviewed on my own show, which was really embarrassing. Thank you so much for saying that you enjoyed it. It was um, only because you asked that I did it. Uh, If you have any other requests, uh, please let me know. I do have a list. It is currently on the side of my computer uh, of the podcast topics that will be covered by Cast Dice in the next couple of months. And that list is constantly growing. And that's because you guys have requested it. 
Um, guys, seriously, thank you very much for listening. And as our good buddy Casey always says, when you're playing the games that we know and love, I hope your dice roll hot. I hope your beverages are cold. But more than anything else, we at Cast Dice hope that you are having fun. Stay safe out there, guys. Good night. Are gone and they're trapped.